0: one. Hi guys and welcome to another episode of the Chasing Powers Golf Podcast. Um, It's me Craig as ever and we've got a special one, a special episode lined up uh, with a chat with Gia Rhodes. Welcome.
1: Thank you, hello. How
0: are you doing?
1: Yeah good, good thank you. It's been a recovering Sunday, so chilled one.
0: Mental weekend, uh, by the sounds of it, you were saying off here.
1: <laughs> yeah, just somebody's 50th birthday, so one of the guys that I play golf with at the golf club turned 50 this weekend, so we're just celebrating on his behalf.
0: Nice, it, it, it sounds very good, and um, it, it sounds like you were kind of regretting it today.
1: <laughs> yeah, don't, all the best nights you regret, don't you?
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, so yeah, welcome and um, believe it or not, you're actually our first female guest to come on the podcast, so uh, I don't know, you could either take that as a privilege if you want, but there you go, there's there's a moniker you can't shake off.
1: Yeah, a good badge of honour, I'll take it.
0: <laughs> so um, how's um, how's life shooting you uh, like? obviously we're in we're still in kind of a shit time in the world with the Covid and the pandemic and stuff how's how's life been for you?
1: Yeah it's been good I think mainly just trying to stay positive like do things for you and just realise that you know the simple things in life you don't really need much else and I think just taking a step back from things as well I mean I try to stay off news outlets and everything I just think it's now just overpopulated and not necessarily everything's true and it's kind of fear-mongering so just stay off that and then try and be healthy and keep everybody around me healthy as best as they can and yeah that's it.
0: Yeah um, I totally agree with you on that one I mean I I think it's been a few months now since I watched the news I just cannot be bothered with it I just the same old stuff getting said every single week and every single day. It's just like obviously putting more fear and stuff into into what's already a shit time. So, um, but yeah, so I'll just kind of um, well, I'll just, uh, I'll just kind of start off with um, just a bit about you, um, like kind of who you are, um. A little bit about your hometown and um, your attachment course. Okay. Do you want me to so,
1: about it? Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah, sorry. That, that 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 was kind of uh, that. Yeah, that was kind of um, me uh, saying to you. Yeah, we'll just go we'll go on with it now.
1: Yeah. So I grew up in the West Midlands. So from Sully Hall uh there's so, actually a lot of courses round here some really really nice ones as well um as then so I started off at the Forest of Arden as my dad was a member there and he was at the Arden course and the Ellsford course and then um I got into it joined the Ellsford course and then this woman approached me in the car park and she was like oh wait any chance you play golf and I had golf clubs on my back I was thinking uh, yeah <laughs> and she goes oh do you want to just come um I'm at Copteeth Golf Club which is in Knoll and it happened to be at the the back of our house so it was literally like a five minute walk through the practice area to the course and yeah I went for um a day there and I think I literally joined like two months later and then I've been there since 2008 now and yeah, I just loved it ever since. Still love it. I think it's a great golf course. I never get bored. Some amazing people. It's in a perfect area. It's like close to me. And uh, the thing that stands out as well is like the social side. Like, so many other golf clubs. Uh, my friends play at. They're always like, "Oh, gear, where are you going to? What's happening?" And there's always something to do socially. Whether there's like a function in the evening or turkey trot, or they're raising money for charity. So yeah, I've been very, very lucky. <laughs>
0: So what what was the kind of age range where you well basically where you picked up your first set of golf
1: clubs? So I got given a plastic set when I think I was like aged four and then I used like the kitchen window to a target practice and I think my mum would having us,
2: she's
1: like, <laughs> just OCD on cleaning she's like for god's sake gear, yeah, this is it and then she was like right take her to a lesson so yeah my dad took me lessons at Forest of Arden and then just he well he, I don't think he ever intended me to stick at it or maybe I think he was just yeah. an introduction I mean the reason he got me into it I think people just think oh your dad's into it so they got you into it but the main reason he did he lives in the, he works in the corporate in the corporate world which is very male dominated and his experience mm-hmm. was days away were golf days away and the women just weren't even asked they weren't even considered they just were stuck at home in the office and mm-hmm. From there, he got to network and gain strong relationships with colleagues, bosses, and heard before others about promotions. And from that, he actually got like four promotions. And one of the women I actually play with, she works uh with loads of men as well. It's very male um, dominated, and she's the only one I think out of like fifty women in the company that plays golf. She went on the golf course, and even years later, they only rem- like they remember her and her name because she plays golf. And I think yeah looking at it now when I've got back like it is unjust but have I benefited from it like absolutely I've been invited to things that other people probably wouldn't have because they don't play golf and I think men just assume like women don't play golf and with the handicap as well I think that's the other sad side I think just because my handicap single figures you automatically get put in a category with that gives you more respect even though you don't know me as a person like I could be an absolute horrible person and maybe the worst person to play golf with but um you just this like low handicap just seems to give people just some automatic respect in the golfing community and I don't think that should always be the case because I've played with some amazing people that they've just started golf or their handicaps higher but yet their background side and work side and what they do for a living and everything is phenomenal and far better than some people of single figures that throw a hissy fit and maybe break their clubs and they can all of this so (laughs) Yeah it's been an interesting one and yeah, I've been playing since I was four like on and off didn't really properly take it seriously I'm going to say until I was like 14 because I did like competed in other sports as well but yeah it's just something that I've always enjoyed and I think it's been hard growing up especially as a junior playing golf like as a girl it's you're quite isolated you go to events and my name's quite unusual and I always remember like going to the tea and then it's more the parent reaction, like oh you've got the girl in your team the girls playing with you and then yeah. afterwards as well you are sitting you're sitting on your lonesome for about an hour half an hour waiting for the other girls to come in and sit with you whilst all the boys are just talking and going around so it's yeah it can quite be quite a lonely sport if you play it competitively growing up as well and think just people as a female golfer they don't really want much to do with you from a young age and just play with the boys and what's normal to them so yeah it's just it's been a weird one but I don't wouldn't take it back a lot of resilience from it
0: yeah definitely sounds it um so what's your current uh what's your current handicap then you did say you were in the uh, single figures which by the way is damn impressive considering if that was me i would go around in about 120 so (laughs) uh, so what's your current handicap
1: currently it's 7.1 and that's the lowest i've ever been oh no i lie no i lie i've been at 6.8 before quickly went back up from there
0: uh that's, that's still pretty damn impressive to be honest um uh what's your uh so what's um so what's your kind of um your best round and
1: so best
0: in general
1: so the best round was yeah this year where i shot at my home course um level par which was quite an unusual because I remember the day quite clear, clearly. Like it was good weather and it's actually like slow play. We were held up from like the back nine onwards, and just slow play for me. Like I just don't play my best golf. Like I switch off. I make stupid mistakes, and my men- my momentum just stops. And there's nothing really could do. And yeah, I ended up just playing really really good. I mean the the point the turning point for me was when I was on the 14th and I made a birdie from um, off green side. And then you go down the 15th at mine. So I just call it like the corner in. So you go down the 15th, you actually head to the clubhouse, and then there's a loop of three. And like that's usually when I'm like start choking because I'm like, okay, I'm playing well here. I could really do something. And I ended up mucking it up. And I think, yeah, just because then I'd always, I just thought, oh, well, it's going to happen anyway. Because just in my head, I blamed it on the slow play. Like you're going to, it's not going to be as good anyway. It's the slow play. I just then just relaxed and yeah, ended up shooting the best round yet. Yeah.
0: Fabulous. Uh, le- level par. That's uh, that's very, very impressive as well. Um, so, um, have you got any like favourite courses that you've you've either played or any dream courses that you want to play?
1: So. Yeah, there's a couple there's one near us in Banbury which is like a hidden deck gem called Tad Martin Heath. I don't know why I like it, I just do like it. It's just in the middle of nowhere. But it's quite a cute little course. My most memorable one, I was in Cape Town, I was actually in Kruger Park on a Safari. And mm-hmm. um I was telling my tour the guy that wow, tour guide? Is that what they call the guys that are in the truck that show you on I don't wanna I hope I don't offend anybody if it's not a tour guide or the person driving the truck, I'm sure they've got a more elite name, but we'll go with tour guys. And it ended up just being me and him and his name was Lucky. And I remember thinking, Oh my god, this could go one or two ways. Like he's gonna be absolutely terrible and I'm gonna have no hope at seeing the big five or he's gonna be amazing. And he was amazing. And at one point he was like, Oh, okay, let's you can teach me to play golf. And we were in, I didn't even know Kruger Park had a golf course and it's called Shakuza. I think I've said that right. Um, and that was just surreal because you're just playing with like lions around you. There's, there was elephants like had to wait. I remember being on the tee and I was like, I'm just casually waiting for a herd of elephants to move before I can hit my tee shot. That was just absolutely surreal. Oh, courses I'd love to play. Uh, Green Monkey, definitely. That just looks absolutely incredible in Barbados. Um, there's Kiwana, which is in Japan. I've always wanted to go to Japan. And, yeah, Kiwa, which is, I think I've said that right, Ki- Kiowa Island, which is in, um. Oh, uh, well, yeah, uh, it
0: hosted, is that the one, yeah, that, is that the one that hosted the USPGA?
1: I'm not too sure. It might be. It's Kiowa
0: it, Island?
1: Yeah, South Carolina. Yeah, that's
0: yeah. the one. Yeah, it hosted this year's USPGA Championship
1: yeah i done north carolina so i wouldn't mind doing south carolina and then something came up on my twitter the other day um pennard golf club it came on my radar because this person sent out a tweet this guy sent out a tweet and it's something like um for le- like to get ladies involved like game of golf and a glass of wine for so much and that caught my eye for advertising reasons because i thought oh wow like if that people could do that here and i think it would be a good thing to get ladies involved with like most ladies here you know say a glass of wine they're like yeah i'll come i'll do it so yeah (laughs) hard golf club which is in i believe near swansea and the views just look absolutely spectacular so i definitely want to do that i think i was saying to one of my whatsapp groups so i think we might look to do that next year or something
0: Yeah, that's very good um the best country you've played in like golfing so would you would you say the south africa one
1: yeah, South Africa had some, like, really good courses. Um, I only played three of them. And then my father went out the following year, stayed... He's Like, we've got friends over there, stayed with them. And he played fan court. And he just said that was just unbelievable. And the South Africans actually say, like, it's like the pebble beach of South Africa. So, apparently. And I was just looking at the photos and online and that just looks unreal. They just seem to have some really nice courses over there. And yeah, I'd love to get over to Japan and play some courses in Japan as well.
0: And your best attribute on a golf course? What 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 would you say is your best attribute on a golf course? Would it be a driving accuracy, sports play? And...
1: Yeah, my putting's always been really good. Like it's the always the thing that saves me. I can rely on. I'm comfortable and confident in. I mean, match play is not always the best because I tend to attack the hole where I'm like making about sometimes 10 foot puts back six foot, eight foot. You know, uh, it can be quite daunting in match play. But when it's me, I'm like, I, I know I've got the return put. But when I'm playing with somebody else, I'm like, OK, you just got to dolly it up gear and, you know, get a gimme or something that they can put. Um, yeah, driving. So when I play golf, mixed golf with like various people, but I tend to not miss a fairway. Played on Sunday. And didn't miss one fairway, so that's always been a reliable game. And then the weakest part has just been fairway to greens and regulation. That just that's like the worst part of my game by far. That I just really want to work on this year. So you would
0: see well when you're playing your best golf, you're more an accuracy kind of player.
1: Yeah, I don't I mean, I hit it further when I was younger. That's something I'm just, like I want back this year is just my distance from my strength. Like my swing now is aesthetically to me like really just ugly like I'm, I was looking back with um my coach at the video and I was like half wincing at the screen like it was a horror movie like you know through your hands like oh my god I can't watch this and yeah I just want my distance back but accuracy wise yeah just consistent accurate um straight drive and I don't really ever free putt now and again I do and get yeah, obviously everyone gets frustrated if you free putt but yeah, it's just I think yeah, iron play just lets me down. But consistency, I think, if I can get my distance back, it will just make it easier for me to turn par fives into par fours. Which at my home course, the first two holes are just so easily doable. So it, that really just ruins my game. I'd love to just start off strong.
0: Um, and just um, just a little bit about um. Uh, Future plans within the game? Are you plan to stick it at full time, or you well part time, full time, or uh, uh, is it just still more of a hobby kind of?
1: Yeah, it's just more of a hobby. I mean, growing up, I played competitions, traveling away. I mean, like growing up doing sport for myself. I'd do sport at school, turn get back after school. Then the golf I was on the weekend, so sometimes we'd have Saturday. All the way through to the evening, you'll get up at like God, six, seven, even five o'clock sometimes to travel to a course, go and compete, pay 36 holes. Then you have to wait after, get changed, have a dinner. By the time you're home, it's eight o'clock. Then the next day, sometimes we'd have training. You know, you'd be there for half eight and it'd finish at five o'clock. And that was just your weekends gone. And also, looking back, it was a lot of my childhood missed and gone. So, just simple things like, oh, can you come to this birthday party? Why? Like, I've got training. And then on Monday at school, sometimes I remember just being absolutely exhausted. Like, first lesson, like the teachers used to be so sleepy. I remember at one point they actually rang my parents, like, you know, I don't think she's getting enough sleep. And they just had to say, listen, she's been away this weekend doing this and doing that. And, but in the other flip side of it, we actually had a really good county growing up. Like, some of the girls are some of the closest people to me I've made some great friendships from it but it just takes up a lot of time I think even now just working full-time in the summer it's fine you can get to the course but in the winter it's just you're looking at the weekends and especially around Christmas when that gets busier so I think just enjoying it because at a certain age the enjoyment was taken out of it for me by having to do county and having to do this and I think having to explain ourselves, like actually no, I want to go to my friend's 21st birthday. So no, I don't want to play a county match tomorrow. I'm going to miss this one. Some of the women just just didn't understand it and you got quite a lot of hate for it or resentment. It was just it got to a point where it wasn't a healthy environment to be in. So I took a step back from the competitive side of it and just went to club side. And ever since I just brought back the enjoyment from for me.
0: Uh, just say, just say that um, your your game does get um, slightly better. If the opportunity did arise, would uh, to maybe to maybe turn amateur or, or or have a go at qualifying for like one of the lady tours? Would you, would you accept the offer, or were, are you quite content with um, how you are at the moment?
1: No I'd say I'm like definitely content I think it was growing up seeing the boys also and the girls there's quite I mean, more the parents that are like oh he's going to turn professional this is going to happen they're going to turn professional and seeing people now and some people are almost like, oh, going to turn professional they're off plus two and they want to make it pro and I'm like you just people just don't realize how tough it actually is to make it pro like you can be off plus four and you still wouldn't ever make it pro or ever do anything or go anywhere with it, and also growing up as well, some of the parents were so deluded that like my child's playing golf, this is happening, and they actually had nothing else to them they didn't haven't they don't have an education they just had nothing to fall back on, so that's like the dangerous side of getting into golf from a young age and I think sad word but some people being a bit delusional thinking this is going to happen and that's going to happen I think it's all well and good but maybe do it the right way you know go to America a university in America play the golf get a good education just have something to fall back on but I'm just so happy with just like my life now and having it as a hobby and playing it with friends and you can go around the world I think it's the beauty of golf I think it's one of the only sports that amateurs can play on the same place as professionals do. So yeah, much much happier now than yeah probably when I was younger actually.
0: Yeah, and you said that um you said at the start um of the podcast that um you you played uh or you were interested and played in various other sports. Uh, what 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 other kind of sports were you good at um growing up?
1: So I did badminton I was just um just nothing really special with that I just always had good hand-eye coordination and then when I went to college we actually came second in the England colleges and doubles but we actually got proper training then um but I actually grew up doing taekwondo so um actually yeah oh, taekwondo, wow. taekwondo <laughs> for England wow, yeah that's mostly. fascinating yeah, most people look at me and they're like, "You play golf? What? You play?" And then when I'm like, "Yeah, yeah," and then like, they're like, "What else are you doing?" I'm like, "Yeah, martial arts, taekwondo." They're like, "You're joking me." But I was actually the biggest tomboy growing up. Like, I had such short hair, look, probably looked like a boy at one point as well. Well, I think I did, and just. Yeah, I was like, that was it. Rolling around in the mud, anything, going out with the boys, playing sport. Just wasn't interested in like makeup, fashion, looking girly or anything. And so yeah, I I just even now like absolutely love martial art films. Like even to this day, I just think they're absolutely incredible. And I think I've got. It's just it is an art form in itself, and I think the psychological part with golf and. The, how you know control your mind and keep calm and everything just find that really fascinating but yeah I don't really be, stop beating anybody I've never really been into a physical fight unless it was actually in a ring and umpired and officiated. <laughs> before anyone thinks I'm out there like battling people at night time <laughs> I
0: mean I mean I was gonna make a joke there that um, uh, yeah, um if someone pisses you off then you're gonna know about it if you get kicked in the face
1: yeah, I probably wouldn't kick them in the face. They'd know about it. I'm quite a fiery personality. They'd probably like hear. It, <laughs> you wouldn't really have much uh, time to think. I'm quite, quite fiery and quite blunt. But yeah, I've never really been in like a physical altercation or anything. I mean, occasionally when you get grabbed on a night out, you can kind of like get get out of that quite easily, and that's okay. So it has its it has some benefits. <laughs>
0: No, that's quite fascinating as well. Um, no, I, no, I find that quite fascinating that you said taekwondo. was like, wow, Jesus, <laughs> that's quite. Uh, yeah, that's that's quite fascinating. So, um, so any is there any sports you still kind of well keep up to date with or kind of watch well, religiously? Or have you got any favourite sports? Like <laughs> with golf.
1: I watched the golf like absolutely loved the Ryder Cup I mean the last Ryder Cup in Paris I remember like by in by the morning like I'd already got an espresso martini ready and like a little snack counter set up and just everything can I remember just like the buzz from that and that was the time when they were like Mollywood and it was Molinari and Tommy Mm. Fleetwood and that was just such a buzz and their little gifts and the little videos they did after I mean it was just yeah unbelievable I'm really looking forward to this one and I've never actually been to one so my actual hope is to go to the one in Rome like I love Italy Italy is my favorite country in the world I've been numerous times love Rome I just love to get to go and view it in Rome and go and watch that so that's a really that's actually on my bucket list that was one of the things I want to do before I'm 30 so three and a half years left so <laughs> I'm gonna hopefully make that happen
0: I mean, I think I think everybody's dream is to at least attend one Ryder cup or Solheim cup. I think it's just um, it's just one of them experiences, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I have friends that went to the Paris one, and they just uh, they've been to a few others, and they just said for view for for spectators that was the best one to go to because you've got you can see things from every angle, and the it was just raised up so the spectators were actually looking down onto the course so even though it was like hundreds back you still really had a good spot whereas other ones they've been to they just said you need to get there crazy early or you need to get to a certain tee or certain position super early if you even want to be able to have a look I mean I'm five foot four so I'm gonna have to get there seriously early
0: (laughs) uh yeah then that's fair enough I'm I, I Actually, I'm not even that much taller than you. Then I'm I'm only five foot nine. So in terms of in terms of uh, male average height, that's pretty small.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to get there quite early. I might just like cheeky tap someone and be like, "Can I sit on your shoulders and be able to watch or something?" Find someone that's like six foot six in the crowd.
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> no, fair enough. Um, yes, yeah, sorry. Y- y- you mentioned Molly with the um, yes, yeah, sorry. Sh- sh- shout out to the chasing paws. Um. Loyalists, if you want to call it that, um, who will know that obviously Francesco's my man, so just a shout out there. Love Francesco Molinari,
1: <laughs> I love him. I really, really, really was hoping and still i am hoping that he will somehow come back for the for the Rome one. I mean, I, I don't get me wrong, like Tigers win. Uh, in 2019 it was for the Masters was just what a comeback like it was no one can dispute like that was epic yeah. but my heart did break for him like I was just like you've got this you've got this and as soon as that ball just went in the water I just thought oh my god and I think even now I don't think he's really come back from that I think that's this yeah. the thing that he's just not really fully recovered from yet and I just hope he can get past that and it would just be epic if we could have Mollywood back in Blum and Rome like that would be something special.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, 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 actually, I have to agree with you that I think ever since the Masters, it's kind of like a kind of mental barrier that's kind of eluded them. It's just, it's kind of sad to see in a way because, well, he is still my favourite golfer. Uh, I will openly admit that, Francesco Molinari. And I do want to see him return to his brilliant best. Um, but it's just, it's, it just seems to be kinda of stop start just now and obviously you'll be determined to get as you say to get into that twenty twenty three uh Rome Rider Cup. So hopefully better times are to come.
1: Yeah, hopefully, fingers crossed.
0: Um so um what would you do um to try and make golf more out there to Obviously, to get more women into playing the game of golf, um, whether that be whether that be um, women that haven't picked a club up uh, a club up in their life, or whether that be women that have they can they can play pretty well that have just kind of took a break out the game. How would you kind of um, how would you, what would you like, Kayla, what would you do to kind of make it all out there for everybody?
1: I think there's two different sides. So let's just start with the first one. So women that have, like, never picked up a club before. I think that just comes from club pros. And I actually see, like, more and more now, which is good, like the younger club pros now that are moving in. Like I said earlier, so somebody put, instance instance, like, you know, golf lesson with, you know, a glass of wine. And then somebody else you. Yeah a combination of classes like yoga plus golf and they intertwine them and I just think more golf clubs need to advertise that even if it's the case if they've got um at ours um Neil does an amazing job he with the juniors and from that he he meets the parents and the mums come along and he's actually got a few from that mums into golf because he's then reached out to them and got them into it um but I think you've got to also understand like working class women as well so the people that play that are working they don't really have the time so maybe you know if they could have a nine hole membership or if that's possible or something to look into or just you know on the weekends or but even so like the working class women that are actually members of a golf club as well um On the weekends, they can just play golf. And that's also been met with when I was at Forest of Arden and at my golf club now, sometimes just a little bit of hostility from the men. And I'm like, some of them are retired, like you can play any time. And equally, like the women don't understand if there's matches on or you're in a club match, they can only do from 5pm onwards after work. They're messaging me like, do you want to play on Monday at 12 o'clock or 2pm? like, no, I'm at work. People just don't realise and then that they... You know, they just can't play and then they just get in a huff and they're like, oh, well, when can you do? Well, 5 pm, I'm having dinner at 6 pm. It's like, well, times are changing now. People have to work more and more. Not everyone's retiring as earlier. Like, life's getting harder to buy houses, money, income to keep up. And just from both sides, from men and women, just to be a bit more understanding would be nice. And then I think for the women that are already playing, it's different. I mean, growing up for me, it was so hard to find golf clothes. I remember it being impossible. Like I remember just looking like and feeling frumpy, looking frumpy. I mean, the girls and I joke we look back at photos of us like when we played county and everything. We're in like Marks and Spencer's jumpers because it's the only jumpers we could find with navy on for our county. We had to like roll up skorts. I know people are like oh, the girls are rolling up their skorts for you know for school to make them shorter. Like we had to roll them up so it actually fit us and not fall down. It was just impossible. So seeing the golf side of fashion now I think that's interested some more women. I mean, I occasionally pop into Tesco on the way to golf and people are like, oh, have you been I like this? Is this tennis? I'm like, oh, no, it's golf. They're like, oh, I didn't realise you could wear stuff like that now. I mean, golf dresses are allowed. You've got different sorts, like different patterns. I mean, golf trainers to me has done wonders for getting younger people into the game rather than wearing spikes or just having very plain oh I don't know I don't really know what to call the shoes they just remind me of like old-fashioned school shoes back in the day when the cane was around to be honest with you and then just the women's side as well I think now some women at my golf are like oh gear why don't you play the single finger handicappers why are you playing with the higher handicappers it's like it's none of your business who I play with and it nor should it affect you but, like the whole point of a handicap and is you can play with anyone it's inclusive and you play your own game, they play their own game. And sometimes even the higher handicaps say, I don't want to play with you, you're too good. They don't realise that once you have a game of golf, yeah, if you hit your ball out of bounds or you think you're going to lose it, I'll go and help you find it. But I'm actually, I'm not switched on. By the end, if you were to say, oh, what did I shoot? I'd be like, I have no idea because I'm just so focused on just my own game. But I think just including women more and even... Just introducing them, like, oh, do you want to play? This is so and so, this is so and so, and then helping them. And do you want to do a club event, or do you want to play elsewhere and do an away day, or even if you want to play mix match? And just you, there's just different varieties of golf that everyone can play, which is can be inclusive to every anyone if they're just only encouraged more.
0: What uh? What would you say are your likes and dislikes about the game of golf? Because um, obviously, we'll, well, we'll go into an important topic um very shortly, but um, it's it's a very divided sport still. So, yeah. what would you say the kind of likes and dislikes about it?
1: Oh, I well, like, um, yeah, I think for me, just in the summer or something, if I had a bad day or I'm having, like, a shit time, I can just go on the golf course and put my headphones in. Also, it's a time where, you know, you can say, listen, I can't be on my phone, I'm on the golf course, I know people now and again, they're a bit more relaxed by it, and then just have some me time and switch off, and the social side of golf's been phenomenal, like, I've met some absolutely incredible people over, well, wow, my 26 years of being alive, it's opened doors into being invited to things or then meeting people through different events or even I remember going to lucky enough to go with my friend to um like a ball and I remember they bet on his company, the company he works for they bet and it was oh Loch Lomond. It actually went surprisingly cheap. There was an uh, spa day that went for a lot higher and I was thinking, do people actually realise how hard it is to get on this golf course? And they had a third place and they're like, gear, do you wanna come? And unfortunately at the time I was on holiday, so I couldn't go. I was like the date I had, but it was just as simple as that. I was just there at the right time, met the right people, um, seemed to get on with them and they're like, geared do you wanna come? which is incredible. And like I said, like it's the only sport that amateurs can compete at the same place as professionals, which is amazing as well, you can travel the world and play at different courses. Um dislikes yeah the politics of the golf club just need to change like golf politics is the thing that just brings it down so badly I mean there's the stuffy there's just stuffy members and I think people now on the on committees at various golf clubs they just don't represent the different social demographics then they just don't yeah I mean at our club I had um, a conversation and I I'm quite blunt. And they just said, oh, there's there's a woman on the committee. I'm like, she doesn't repre- represent it, but she doesn't work. She's a lot older than a lot of us. She doesn't compete in this. She's got other priorities. And that's just one woman, one person, one woman on a panel of 12. And then the average age is like 69. So oh. when something comes up, so for instance, during lockdown, we had um, a booking system of when golf the golf course was back opened. And the booking system opened at 8am in the morning. For those that work, like you're travelling to work at 8am in the morning. And also for the people that then have been working throughout lockdown, I felt it was really unfair. Like you've not been working and they've had nothing to come home to and look forward to, maybe. You think you'd make it at a time where it would make it equal for everybody to get on. So, for instance, some people just couldn't get on. They couldn't even get a booking a booking for the first two weeks and... I just thought that was unfair and yeah the money side it can be very elitist I mean some people are always constantly buying the next golf club or when you I don't know I don't really see it now but I don't really look at anyone else's golf clubs and I'm not very good with the new technology all the time so I wouldn't know but some of the men are like oh you need to update this you need that or you need this or you need to look the parts um Yeah and also I think when you go I play like mixed matches as well when we go away I think getting paired with someone you dislike is one thing you've got to spend four hours with them and you're like Jesus Christ Lord baby mercy just like somebody help me or just something and then on top of that sometimes you've got to have dinner after with them it's just
0: you just you just want to kill them really instead of playing with them or having to dine with them you just want to kill them.
1: I mean, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Not...
0: I mean, when you're taekwondo skills, you could probably kill someone.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's either like a drop kick or shall I aim a golf ball at them? No, it's just I don't know. I I've, remember I've, I've been I played with my dad in a mixed once. So I just couldn't believe it, and I, it, this stands out so bad to me for all the wrong reasons. And I remember mm-hmm. going. This woman said, "Oh, do you want to get in buggy with me?" So I've got someone to talk to. And the way she was saying it was, she wasn't. It was kind of like please, because I'd love someone to talk to. I actually don't like playing golf in a buggy. I like walking around with my uh, golf trolley and, and getting my steps in and yeah, I just play yeah. better that way as well. So anyway, I got in the buggy with her, we got talking and um, she's playing with her husband and it was at our home, at um, our home course. And she was like, yeah, I've not really got long left. I've got thyroid cancer. And I was just there like, oh my gosh, Like I, don't, I didn't even know what to say or anything. And then her husband, oh my gosh I just couldn't believe it it was she he was there going she can't do anything right what are you doing why are you even why did I even take you out the house like as if she's you know he's taking his dog on a walk or something it was just horrific and my dad's a very calm person but he was like looking at me as if to say like I'm gonna knock him out in a minute Like he was and then when I came in the ladies some of the ladies like yeah what happened what happened I was like what do you mean what happened and they said oh she's crying in the locker room and I was like oh goodness they probably think like you know i upset her or something's happened regarding me and i just said no her husband was actually vile we then had to sit down and have a meal with these people and it just got worse and from the sounds of it like they're both of their sons went to oxbridge you know they've got two different houses lots of expensive disposable income and just the way he spoke to her is just disgusting and i just thought there's just no need for it so unfortunately, sometimes you come across some people like that where they just think golf's the be-all or end-all. Or where realistically, you know, your wife's dying, you've not got much time. I'm sure her, you know, topping the ball or shanking it is the least of your worries. And I do that. I'm off single figures. I have days like that. You know, just it is what it is. Just move on.
0: Even even the top professionals in the in the game of golf shank it every every once in a while. So.
1: Oh, you see it like just it's in your pride I mean the only time it, like, it's probably funny is like when I'm around the boys and they don't get it past the ladies tea, and I'm just like half laughing and then half like god if they actually do, do pull them through and they stop pulling their pants down before I get there you know let me just get up the fairway so I don't have to see anything please
0: <laughs> yeah um so yeah that leads that that leads us into what I was saying about the important topic for me, in the game of golf, is this is basically the kind of misogynistic slash sex, uh, sexist side of things. Um, it's just it's, it's it's it can be a tough to- uh, tough topic to obviously go on about because why what, what why should um, why should female players have to endure such like you know such levels of sexist um, remarks or um, just just get ridiculed in general for playing a game they love. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I think it's hard. I mean, I still have it now and I've had it ever since I played. Like, I think people have maybe been a bit more hush-hush and they maybe do say it amongst the guys and not really out loud. I think the Sarah Evergard incident, which everyone... I think hopefully everybody's seen and you know the meet the is it all me too not the me too movement the not all men started trending I think that's made it you know people more aware of how comments or certain actions can you know scare women and hurt women and it just there's it's just not needed I mean on the golf course I mean when you were younger (laughs) yeah kind of ha- I think people sometimes people don't realize how old you are I remember like being younger and um oh god what was I in like yeah just in uh just a score at the time and um a member actually then said oh I preferred the sport yesterday it was shorter I was like I'm 15 years old like you know and by then I think my resilience to it I just laughed it off because it's just not something sadly that I've not heard before And then even now you get like little derogatory comments and it's just it. I don't know. I always say like for golf, like you've got to have like golf balls to play with. But then women like you need balls like you just got you. Sometimes you just got not give it back, but just say something back. I mean, someone says something that's inappropriate and they're really inappropriate. The best thing you can do is loud enough for everyone to hear. Go, oh, sorry, say that again. I missed that. And half the time they won't repeat it. But just getting younger girls into golf and women as well, I don't know. It's Yeah, it still exists, sadly, which is just super, super sad. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's even sad to say it's just something you've just got to live with. Like, that that actually is really painful to probably say now that I'm actually thinking and hearing myself saying it out loud.
0: Yeah. Um, Just from a personal perspective, what's the kind of, like, you can answer. Uh, you can answer this, or you, you don't have to answer it. It's, it's entirely up to you. But what's what's the worst kind of comment you've had directed at you on a golf course? Oh, um,
1: there's quite a few. Like I just don't even know where to start with it. Some of them you get now and again, like you know, oh, is your skirt short enough or something? I um, mean, there's a girl like you, every, we just buy off the same place, you buy off Nike and everything, they're like they're fifteen inch squats or whatever, you can't do anything. and there's a girl I'm five foot four. There's a girl at mine that's five foot ten. So naturally it's gonna look uh shorter than her than it is on me. Um what else? Yeah oh you wrote you you wrote okay down there. Just condescending comments like do you need help? Uh I had one as well. I'm trying to find it actually because I actually um sent it to my friend. spare with me a second.
0: Sorry, don't worry.
1: Oh, yeah, I had one that was like, yeah, if I had my way, women would be banned and my dinner would be on the table at home. It's just ridiculous. And then, oh, you're asking for men to want to play around with you um, wearing that. And I was just like, what? Did he just actually just say that?
0: Fucking Um, hell. Fucking hell.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then, but it's also as well. I think it's strange. My name's quite unusual. I don't have Facebook. but I remember being younger and like the guys just didn't didn't talk to you. And then you'd get home and they'd have you on like Facebook or not Start talking yes. to people. I've been even like now. I've been away on like away days, and you know you you're aware who's around you. You can see people have got quite a good memory for like faces and everything. And then. Next thing they're like, oh, how did your golf go- day go today? You know, I was playing and all of this. Like, and I'm like, that doesn't really bother me because it doesn't necessarily mean they're creepy. But then equally, they're just like, oh yeah, you looked unreal, unreal. You looked like this, or yeah, I'd love to uh, just. And then it just gets creepy from there. I've even had people that have seen me play golf then added me, like just barely said hello, how was your round? And then I've been sent unsolicited dick pics from that. It's just, yeah, it's just creepy to be honest with you at times but then the, the other side of it um playing golf I think some of the women at my golf uh different golf clubs said oh why don't you play mixed match um well oh, my husband wouldn't let me or my husband wouldn't like that or I think they're reluctant to do things just based on the stigma or the gossip that comes with it so if you're playing with somebody else I'll you know re- a rumor starting or well, this starting so I play with like five different people, probably played with more in my lifetime. So God knows how many rumours have been said about me. But yeah, it's just sadly you just get things now and again. I mean, even at my golf club now, like some of the men, like when the girls are uh, coming or I've been to other golf clubs and I've been there and there's been girls there that are juniors and I can hear comments and you just wouldn't even believe it. And these are also people with daughters themselves. So
2: yeah.
1: it, that's the worst part.
0: Wow, that's. Um, I mean, uh, you would think in 2021 that that um, uh, uh, the them kind of comments would kind of well just just get rid of the uh, well just just go off the face of the earth, really. Uh, I mean, it's 2021 at the end of the day. It's not bloody 1981. You yeah, know, I mean, it's just.
1: I just think some of the older women as well, like like I said, like the fashion's changing. You can wear golf dresses or golf squirts and they wear, you know, long baggy three-quarter length trousers. Like I'm not judging them for it. Like whatever makes you comfortable, whatever you feel comfortable in and whatever allows you to play golf, I don't care. But then equally, I do not make a comment about that. So why would you make a comment about somebody wearing a squirt? And I've heard it like comments before and then the men have said something and I've overheard and the women have actually gone, oh, well, what do you expect if she's wearing something like that? And I'm just like, you can't, you should really be, hopefully I would have thought they would be defending and regardless of what you're wearing, you know, it, you just shouldn't, you shouldn't make comments like that. It doesn't matter what you're wearing. Just women everywhere seem to be oppressed, regardless of whether their head's cut, toe covered up or if they're in a score on the golf course. And you think that would be probably the safest place for you because only certain people can have access to you, can get to you. And some of them, you know, that are members. But I think for guys, hopefully, when they do hear comments like that, hopefully, well, I'd like to think they just turn around and be like, you know, enough's enough, all right, and hopefully shut it down.
0: Uh, I, I find it quite crazy hearing that that you've actually had it from both sides. Like, not even just the men; like some of the women as well have kind of felt the need to put like well obviously a younger player like yourself down it's, that must be pretty hard to take as well
1: yeah I mean some's happened to me but now I'm more like defensive like the younger younger girls I mean for instance on Tuesday I mean I couldn't even believe it I was just like did I just hear that correctly we went for a dinner afterwards and were dressed up and one of the girls who's significantly younger she's like 19 she's super tall I mean listen if I had legs like her I'd be going around in hot pants all day like it's phenomenal but she's just got, she just had a normal just sundress on just like nothing bad nothing crazy and everyone was like oh hello so and so hello so and so and one of the women went oh here she is in half a dress I was like really I just Jesus. just just so see even if you're not in golf, just just after like just from the women's side can be quite petty quite you know quite bitchy and so like some of the guys said, oh, we want you in our team. Do you want to play? For, do you want to play in this? Do you want to do that? This is not me. This is like other different women, and they're just like, oh, she's married. Why? Why are they asking her? It's inappropriate. She's married. Why do they want her in the team? Like her husband's a member. And I'm like, no, it's golf. Like what she thinks can? How's that inappropriate? It's a game of golf.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, that's just. It's it's strange, isn't it? I mean, it's, as I said before, it's 2021 at the end of the day now. You'd you think it would kind of vanish. Uh, well, the, just them kind of comments in general would kind of vanish, you know. But sadly, it still goes on by the sounds of it every day.
1: Yeah, I think that's one of the... When people get into golf, I mean, two friends, they went from an academy membership into normal membership and they said, oh you know gear what's some of the things you need to make me aware of and I just said you know just make sure you know as much rules as possible before you start playing um just try and learn the basic rules and I just said just don't make anyone make you feel uncomfortable like if somebody's up behind you and you're not playing too well just let them through no one's going to judge you for it. you've done the right thing and equally if anyone makes inappropriate comments the best thing to do is you know make somebody aware or one of us aware and also just fire back at them like just don't hold back just don't think just because you're a new member and they've been there for ages you know it's acceptable for them to make crude or vile or vulgar comments towards you
0: yeah in that case just drop kick them in the face you know
1: yeah why not i mean <laughs> the best holding one you could have maybe <laughs>
0: yeah possibly Uh oh, have you ever had a hole in one before?
1: I've not. No, that's another thing on my uh, bucket list. Kind
0: of buttons, yeah, bucket list to do, yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm still, still waiting for it. Still waiting for it. I just hope it's not on a day when it's, uh, knowing me, it will be like on a day when there's like 120 people around and my bar tab's going to be uh, maybe putting me into my overdraft. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe a couple, maybe a few hundred quid.
1: <laughs> yeah that's a good probably, thing
0: just for you do, that. Just you do for hear that whole things one. like that, yeah. <laughs> nah. Um uh, have you ever had personal um personal experience of rejection from a golf course just because it's mainly male dominated and if so um how did you kind of um how did you kind of uh, react to that if, if if you don't mind me asking.
1: So I have grown up at the point where I remember the pool rooms were only allowed for men so that's changed as I've grown up now you know women are allowed in there. Uh, I've not really like I've been to I remember playing like Little Aston and at the time you know women had to walk a certain way around to the hole and men uh, like black. While they've got the, I think even now actually it might be correct might you know stand corrected that they've got a clubhouse where the women can't go in. The most interesting one I remember, I played at Sutton Coalfield Golf Club, and I'd never played there before. My friend had been a member there for years, and then afterwards I said, "Oh, um where are we going to eat?" And she goes, "Well, I don't know. I've never been in there." I was like, "What do you mean?" So they had a separate building for the women and the men. There wasn't um an actual room where everyone would sit together. Like the men had their own side, so the women had their own side, and this so the women's side was like a plug-in like mini fridge with you know a a little jar like you put 50p in if you want a Twix or something or it's one pound for a water and some basic furnishing and for the first time ever um I think she'd been there like 11 years she uh we went into the men's side state-of-the-art you know plasmas on the wall bar you know draft beer everything I just couldn't believe it and average
0: average age of sorry average age of about
1: eighty five. <laughs> well yeah this is where it this is where I think it's not the best. So they, they actually got given the option. They said do they want to combine the clubhouses and have a combined one? And the women actually voted and said they didn't. Which for them at that time is fair enough, but for the future of the golf club and upcoming members and you know wanting more women to join. I don't think that's going to help them at all, and it obviously hasn't helped them because nobody joins there. Off, that's in you know between the age of twenty and forty.
0: Wow, that's an interesting fact you've just um, pointed out there. Well, wow. I wouldn't expect that either. That, yeah, um, I women,
1: don't think they think of the think long
0: that tr- women would kind of um, that women would kind of kind of reject that kind of proposal.
1: Yeah, I was shocked as well. And I was like, OK, I don't think they've really thought that through. I think it may be they get their own personal space and they're probably, you know, they like it. They're accustomed to it. But inc- wanting to advertise and get more women involved, I don't think it was the right way to go about it. But, you know, each their own. It's not my golf course. I don't like it for that reason. I, don't, I dislike the course as well. So it doesn't bother me in the slightest. I try and avoid that course at all means costs.
0: So um just a just a little bit about um you were actually very open and honest though well, obviously um while we were chatting off air about that you've only really recently kind of um got into watching go quite regularly over the past few years. Um is that is that still the case? Are you still are you watching more frequently than you did? Or?
1: Yeah, I do watch a bit more frequently. I mean, I try to. I still don't watch as much. I think some golfers that play, you know, they watch loads or every time there's a big tournament. Like, it doesn't really bother me now and again if I miss much. Like, I'll catch the end of it or see the tweaks and the highlights. But now I just think I try and watch the women's games more that happen. I mean, it's a lot harder because when they coincide with the men's, you know, they're just not really even shown or they're only shown on the last day and therefore there's some amazing players out there like I can even name them but that's just purely because they're just not on my radar because I don't see them on the tv I don't have their names up and unless I'm reading tweets or an article and or even looking out for somebody that they just go unknown unless they then win something but then even the guys quite a lot of guys throughout the years have said they'd rather watch the women play because they're swings are a lot more aesthetically pleasing than the men's and sometimes and it's the case of even at my golf club like the women's short game is significantly better than the men's because they don't have the distance so they rely on their short game to keep their handicaps low and I think that's so I am definitely trying to watch it a bit more.
0: Uh, Yeah like I I completely agree with you there Um, like I like even the kind of the lesser kind of shitter kind of PGA Tour events or European Tour events, they get far more coverage than say one of the one of the bigger um, more important women's events. Uh it's it's still a problem in this day and age, I think.
1: Yeah, I think it's just even now it's easy. Like if on the Olympics are on, you know, red button, you can watch this sport instead of that sport. You think now, like Sky would have, like okay, the men's events are on, but this is going on as well. Press red, and you can watch the ladies' event. That's all it needs. I mean, I understand the funding's not always necessarily there, and you know, we're eventually, the women are eventually getting advertised more, and it's going to take a while longer. But just even having that as an option, even if the quality wasn't even that good or as good as you know the men's, just to be able to watch it and have that option there. Yeah, I would. I'd I'd press red, and I'd watch the women's. I'd, well, I'd flick between the two if I had their choice.
0: Yeah, I mean, I have to completely agree with you there. It's just, uh, especially with the kind of the kind of you just said there about obviously the women's swings being a bit more um, pleasing on the eye to watch because they don't uh, significantly have significantly, sorry, have the distance. Than some of the men on tour, but that's what makes it even more good to watch because obviously the hole and everything, or the the hole and out uh, from outside, uh, from off the green and stuff. It's uh, yeah, it's, it's good to watch.
1: Yeah, I think the Solheim is like true of that as well. Like some of the short game on the past Solheim that's just happened was just like unbelievable. Like some of the puts they were sinking was just remarkable.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. we will just quickly talking the Solheim Cup. Um, there, uh, just as you mentioned it, if you want. And um, yeah, what what was your overall reaction to the Solheim Cup? Because it was a fantastic event, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, I think it was just brilliant. I mean, to me, like the MVP, like has to go to Leona Maguire. I mean, just her momentum was yeah. just unstoppable, and it just amazed me. Like, I just can't believe people were concerned like that should be fatigue because she was competing in all of them I mean she played all five matches and got four and a half points and to me if someone's energy is that high and it's your first time there and you are just keep going on that momentum like why would and like want why would Matthew want her to stop and not and like pull her out even like in the final group like my WhatsApp group they were concerned with Matthew's final lineup saying you know the more experienced need to be near the front and I was like no, I don't think they do. I think having them on the rear and in the back, I mean, if anything needs to happen where they need to pull their socks up and come through, I think that's when you you know, you know need to have the experienced ones in the back. And I mean, this might be unfair to say, but when uh, Reid and Maguire played and everything, even though, you know, Maguire is the rookie, so to speak, and Reid's the vet, yeah. I really felt she stood out more than Reid did in the game yeah. together. And yeah, I just thought she was absolutely incredible. I mean... They took down the quarters as well, which was, I just think them, the quarter sisters were incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the last, it was the last match for me. It was a uh, Kang versus Pedersen. I don't know why, but she just, to me, had that like smugness to her. And then when she sunk the last put on the last for a birdie, that long put, even though we'd already won it by then. I was like right come on girl this is happening I was like wipe that smug look off her face right like, this is going in the goddamn hole I was like shouting at the tv it's like this is going in like she's just like walking around the green with her arms up and I'm just like no this is going in and then when she sunk the putt and uh the, you know starts swinging sweet Caroline yeah I was on quite a high I was like that way to go girl way to go like Pedersen nailed that one that was a good one to finish on
0: uh, yeah, I mean that was the interesting. Th- 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 that was the standout topic of that singles. Um, the whole singles matches because of um, well the personal relationships between Kang's caddy and which happens to be Emily Christine Pedersen's uh, boyfriend. Yeah, I, I thought saw- that was quite an interesting take on that.
1: Yeah, I saw that. When you catch him, like, you know, clapping and when she gets a put-in, you're probably, like, giving your boyfriend death stares. Like, yeah, don't even think <laughs>
0: about
1: it. And then when her girlfriend makes uh, a put and he's there like, that's my girl. And then Kang's there like, uh-uh. No, 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 you're on the US side for now.
0: <laughs> I mean, uh, oh, that's that must have been an awkward situation to be in for Ollie, but I mean, what what do you do? You've got you, You've got your... Your partner on the European side beating the well, managing to beat, um, obviously Daniel Kang, who is well, you're caddying for. I mean, how do you approach that? Yeah, it's like like a lose lose situation.
1: (laughs) That's going to be a topic at the Christmas dinner table for a while to come, I can assure you. (laughs) <laughs> it could be worse you, oh, could, yeah. you could probably have your own boyfriend caddying for you which I wouldn't necessarily recommend but then again Georgia Hall uh, fares very well with uh, her boyfriend caddying her and had much success from it so it can be done
0: yeah uh, yeah just speaking about Maguire there, that was probably for me one of the most impressive single-handedly Single-handedly, probably the most dominant performance in recent history, whether it be Solheim Cup or Ryder Cup. Maybe out with Francesco Molinari uh, in 2018 Paris, where he won all five points. Um, that was probably right up there with Francesco. And what made it even more impressive, it was her debut as well.
1: Yeah, I think there was a lot of pressure on her. And also, is it she's the first female to represent Ireland as well so obviously she had the whole of Ireland watching her and obviously done them proud I mean I've seen non-stop Irish press and when she arrived back home with so many people to greet her so she's definitely put herself on the map and I think we, this is like one of many things to come with her I think this is only gonna help her do better in the future and I'd like really hope to see her in a Solheim Cup in the future I mean yeah she just did amazing she just seemed really just unfazed by it She'd, like she'd been yeah. there done it before and yeah like if no one knew and like we didn't know and you were to open the TV and nobody was to play golf and I said you know tell me which ones are the rookies you I don't think you'd be able to tell you wouldn't be able to say oh it's definitely her and it's definitely her and to be yeah. honest I'm I would probably say some of the she outperformed a lot of the vets
0: yeah I mean I mean obviously McGuire got 4.5 points out of five and and uh, and she'll get, well, rightfully so, majority of the plaudits as will Pedersen what kind of, kind of clinching it. But it was actually Matilda Castron who got the winning putt.
1: Yeah, she did well, I have to admit. It was really nice watching it. She was with Salas?
0: Yeah, so uh, Yeah, she was, uh, I, I'm, I'm sure she was against. Um, yeah, I might be wrong, but yeah. Yeah, I I believe it was her rookie. Well, it was her debut as well, and um, just the way she kind of—it was like an an, an—it was like an ice cool kind of motion when she was uh, when she was over that putt. It always looked like it was destined to go on the hole.
1: Yeah, I I
0: I, I. I thought that was mightily impressive as well.
1: They did, they did really well. I mean, Salas is a tough competitor. I mean, her short game to me is one that I would like to emulate as well as, I mean, Nelly Corders as well, even though, you know, she was just missing out on eagle puts there. But, yeah, the debuts for the Solheim, they just really stood out. And a lot of them now going forward, like I'll remember them more. And like you said, than the people that have been playing for a long time or, you know, there's... It was just incredible to watch, and hopefully, coming up the actual Ryder Cup and the men's side can uh, do the same.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's what.
1: I mean, it was week. going to just announced tonight. Next week,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, just tonight before we came on, they announced uh, the rookie. Picks. I mean, Garcia, Lowry, and Poulter as well. I mean, it just I was reading some things on Instagram that oh, I can't believe Poulter was pitched, You know. He kind of choked at the BMW, and I'm just like, has anybody sent him in a ride cup? Like, I will go, you know, I'll die on this hill. Like, that's like having a scone with exactly. just and no jam. Like, you need the jam. You need the jam.
0: Like, he's yeah. just. Something else I mean, I mean, Porter's a postman at the end of the day, man. You've got. You, I'm you've delivered. Reg- I'm bored. Exactly. Like, even a even if he had like one broken leg, I think he would still turn up at the Ryder Cup and win a couple of points.
1: Uh, he'd still go. He like I just remember there was one the last Ryder Cup. I remember um oh we put Rory just down slightly by the water and Rory hit this incredible shot. I think to about like ten feet. Like it was a very very good shot. I remember him just giving him a cheeky little bum slap and them two just looking at each other. And I was like, oh yeah, it's on. But you just hear all the, or every person that's played in the Ryder Cup, they've even said like, it's just not the Ryder Cup Ryder Cup without him. He just brings something and the energy and the, that's it. I think we've got a shot. I think this year, knowing how there's been quite a lot of friction am- amongst the American players themselves. I mean, we're actually going into the Ryder Cup as a team. I can't really say that really about the Americans because there's friction there. There's none between our players. So just that alone I think we've got a really good shot
0: I mean it's a tough one because this is probably the most talented and most toughest American side to date we've probably faced in the last 20 years
1: oh yeah I'm not doubting it. I mean Wisconsin I mean the terrains it goes up and down I've looked at the course they've their captain's picks, you know, it's, you know, for the distance and getting there, but you need the accuracy on that course. Like once you're down in the rough, it's going to be hard. You're then, you've got a small green to work with and even just getting a bad lie and the grass just looks so thick already. So I just think so long as we can just stay consistent and get some momentum, I think so long as we've got momentum on the first day and we've got some points on the board, I can see us doing it. I Just hopefully, hope it's not that we don't fall behind the wayside, and then we're, you know, we've got to then pull through and do something incredible on the last few days. That we just need to get in front because the Americans in the singles think that's what, where it's going to be tough.
0: Yes, especially with uh, especially with the type of PG Tour. Uh, well, the Americans have played well in the kind of match play tournament in March. You've got some of them in the side, and singles against that kind of that kind of talent is definitely a tough ask. But in the doubles, you've got to take advantage.
1: Yeah, it's definitely. I think in the doubles, I think year in and year out, you can just see our players just to me like just vibing a bit more, talking a bit more having the relationship, like going back to Mollywood, like the relationship they formed and Macquarie and Porter over the years. And even when the Molinari brothers played together, there's just something like a collaborative team environment there. And we always seem to do well. And I just think this time more than ever, like we really just need to go out hot in the teams, in the foursomes, in the four balls, and just don't fall by the wayside and then just give it a all in the singles.
0: Is is there anybody you were kind of surprised that just missed out? I know you're a I know you're actually a fan of Justin Rose and you were kind of a little bit missed that he wasn't there. But
1: I mean, I do I any- I do like Rose. I you think Rose does a lot for the game and sets a lot for the charities, a lot for the women's side? And um yeah, I, I like met when I was at Price of Arden, and like bumped into him a few times. Like he always seems to spend time with the crowd. And like his golf's great as well, but I mean, I like Lowry, and Lowry's what match play champion as well. So uh, even though it's going to be his first one, I think yeah, I think for picks wise, Garcia, Poulter and Lowry, yeah, I like it.
0: Garcia, oh no,
1: you're not a fan.
0: <laughs> no, realistic, realistically, he's he's an all time he's an all time European point scorer. But personally, I think he's an absolute cock. But that's just my personal uh, personal opinion on him. But he's always going to gonna get picked.
1: I mean, it's his eleventh one. I've grown to like him over the years. I know his his character has been in question. I mean, the uh, unfortunate incident of uh, him sh- making a remark about what the uh, meal would be at Augusta of Tiger Woods when I just think, oh God, why would you even say that? But he seems to have mellowed now where he's got his uh, his uh, wife and Azalea and I don't know his second daughter's name. He seems to have calmed down a little bit. But he's good in the Ryder Cup. You can't deny it.
0: Uh, no, I know. I know. It pains me to say it, but yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, that, that obviously it starts next week and it should be a good watch. And um, I hope... Obviously, Europe, Europe can do it. But as I said before, it's, it's, it's a tough assignment, especially on away soil as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, if I'd love to be able to pull this one off. I think it would be just epic. So fingers crossed and we'll see what happens. And it's going to be quite a few uh, late nights, early mornings. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well better the sense of it you've been doing that over the past couple of days so
1: <laughs> in preparation that's what that's what i'm telling myself
0: <laughs> yeah get the get the bottle of bubble out and all that
1: <laughs> yeah 100 if you express espresso martini let's just mix the coffee and be in a bit stronger
0: oh <laughs> now you're talking. Um, yes, yeah, so yeah, it's, um, I just wanted to kind of r- ask a few more questions, and then uh, we'll we'll, we'll kind of we'll call it a day from there.
2: Okay. Um,
0: so yeah, just just uh, so you, you actually you actually said to me that you have been on the golfing committee. Was was that your your current club?
1: Yeah so we have two different committees we have the main committee and then we have a social committee so I was on the social committee for the past three years until yeah recently Um, and yeah so I put myself forward for that and yeah we've had a few fun events I mean we had one event for the new captain's do which was Halloween themed I mean even at the time I was a bit reluctant like oh god really some of these older members are not gonna come in fancy dress like I was a bit hesitant and even now it's one of the most memorable events and even if you ask the members at our golf club they remember it and everyone went full out I was really shocked like people really went all out and really dressed up for it and uh, even on the charity days as well we do a few uh, charity days we used to to raise a lot of money I mean for charity as well I mean you're talking about like 20 grand 15 grand in one sitting
2: oh wow
1: Yeah, it's good. Don't get me wrong, we do have some very, very, very wealthy members. But everyone, you know, the bids aren't always for high-ticket items. You've got low-ticket items as well, and people donate stuff. And some people have, even now have great walks of life and third homes, second homes, you know, own certain cars or have different contacts, and they always seem to help and willing to donate things. But, yeah, I think the committee side the main committee side i think that's where i think in every golf club they need to rethink it and have people that are from the working class or from even the juniors or in the 20 to like 40 category just someone to represent everybody is i think needed in every golf club
0: so my question sorry my question was um so if you were to so, just say you were to go on the to the main committee, what would be your main agendas? You would kind of address.
1: Oh, like in golf in general, or at my golf. Yeah,
0: well, well, golf in general, or oh you could speak a bit golf club, whatever.
1: Probably get in trouble if I say too much about my golf club and the views. Um. Oh gosh, in general, I think just looking at the joining just joining fees i mean joining fees have gone up and just in you know life prices have gone up everywhere but salaries aren't matching that and i think people just need to realize that golf's quite an expensive sport and that's the thing that puts most people off i don't really want to be encouraging that i want to make it inclusive to people from lower income families that you know they're welcome and they can play and they can join and I mean I remember during the time when oh I think they just announced the university fees have gone up and golf some golf courses decided that they you know won't raise the joining fee until you're thirty or they're going to keep it at a at a, the same level now until you're like even some cor- golf courses I know it goes it stays from twenty five to thirty five the same just so they don't lose people which I think you know that needs to happen i mean you can think the money side all you want you know making the club's making money but some of these people are scratch golfers they're competing for you in the scratch key team for the county and and they do a lot more for the club than older members that are just throwing money and they don't even contribute in any other way than just rolling up for the tea time or maybe moaning at times at times i say pretty much some of them all the time uh what else would I do as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, more in, just more inclusive events. I think one of the events that I pushed for for ages was to do a turkey trot, which is something I grew up doing at the Forest of Arden. I was like five, six years old and I was out with, I think there was like six, I think it was a team of eight or... Yeah, I think at least six other people, like six other men, like grown-ass men. You're talking like fifty, sixty, forty. My dad's in another team. I think if anyone else, is like, oh god, you've got like a five, six-year-old with these random men on a golf course, you know, doesn't sound sounds a bit dodgy. But no, like, I've got the best best memories from that, and they looked after me so well. Obviously, it was the case of like they'd reach the green in two. I was nowhere near like hitting it. Like even a driver going a hundred yards at like that age would be epic. And I was always the yeah. first person. They'd always let me put first. So you know, I got I got the put-in, so, you know, I made the par for the group, and that was just amazing memories, I mean, I tried to do that for a while at my golf club, now, you know, they finally let me do it, and I do, have done that for the past three years, and that just lets the juniors play, and everybody of the play, it's on a Saturday morning as well, so the women can join in, men can join in, the, you know, elderly gentlemen's golf society, just all ages, and I think, They could do with more of that on bank holiday Mondays you know maybe a Texas scramble format so you all tee off pick the best shot then you pick the best shot again just to give everyone a chance and just a you know a bit of fun I mean you don't need to be always playing with the same people like a little bit of variety and you never know you actually might meet somebody that you really enjoy playing with from it so yeah to encourage that more definitely I'd say um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that's like just standing out that I'd want to do. Yeah, I think the advertising of golf clubs more as well. I mean, a look on Instagram and so many people now have got marketing degrees and they've, well, even if they've not got it, they've had to learn to adapt over the times to how to market their business or their, you know, side project or side hustle by using different platforms such as Twitter, such as Facebook, such as Instagram. And it just amazes me how, like, golf clubs haven't got up to date with that. And just looking at some of the photos online, it just looks like, you know, so to speak, like the dinosaurs are using it, just posting random photos. I think uh, golf clubs could be advertised so much more. I mean, now when people are like, oh, which golf course do you want to play at? You know, you go on golf breaks, you look at this and you just look at photos that have been took professionally. Or oh, even if I was to join another golf club, I mean, it'd be, I'd want to join one that had the social side as of mine and, as well as the course. And how am I meant to see that if I'm not friends with anybody from that golf course? I don't have their Facebook account, so I can't see their photos. Like, I want to be able to visualise it and see it. So I think it'd be nice to see different golf clubs doing that more and advertising themselves more and appealing not just to the golfing side, but what whatever else they've got to offer as well.
0: Well, that's uh, sounds like you should be on the committee again.
1: No, right, but I resigned for a reason. <laughs>
0: uh, um, yes. Yeah, so who were you type of um golf and well, golf and slash heroes while uh, while growing up in terms of like professional golfers?
1: I mean, it's a given is Tiger Woods. Everyone, it was just Tiger Woods. Always heard about Woods, Woods, and then the orange trousers came out with Fowler. That was a massive hit. <laughs> oh, thank you
0: Every, a yeah, well. <laughs> everyone with the
1: orange trousers. Then I remember oh, Poulter as well with his wacky trousers. Like the uh, then I was like at golf courses and you were seeing people with Union Jack trousers. And then it came to the point <laughs> where it was like, you best play some serious good golf if you're going to be rocking those trousers
2: yeah Um, so yeah Yeah.
1: but growing up there wasn't that was it there was no women on my radar for a number of years because just the women's golf I didn't watch or didn't know about and I think even like my dad used to just watch the men's golf so I wasn't really it wasn't something that was shown to me or anything um Rose I just like what he does for like just him and his wife both him and his wife like what do they do for charity supporting the women's side I mean, I remember watching the 2018 Women's Open at Royal Living St. Anne's and Georgia Hall winning. And that was just such a good occasion. And that was nine years after uh, Katriana Matthew, who just captained the women's sign in Solheim, she won. And she actually won 11 weeks after giving birth. And I was just like, you're a rock star, girl. Like, you go. I just remember that was just phenomenal. But then that's Georgia Hall. I remember I like love sports personality. It's always near my birthday, which is in December. And I remember watching it, and it was the same year that um, the World Cup was on. I mean, I we get getting the World Cup. Like we went to like the quarterfinals, I think it was, so, and that was it. I mean, they didn't do anything significant apart from getting to the quarterfinals. And then you've got Georgia Hall. I think quite there was a massive gap between the last person that was British that won the women's British Open and uh she didn't even get a look at i remember um oh my gosh what's the guy name who won the guy that presents question of sport tall gray what's his name this is going to really what bug
0: what what now or
1: yeah he still presents sports now sports presenter oh that's, oh, like
0: the, Gary that's
1: the one yes And I remember him just being in the crowd and then they briefly showed her winning and then they quickly panned in on her. And then he just did like a little talk about it and she was still sitting down and he was just talking on her behalf. And then they just like put in on her. And yeah, I wouldn't be smiling either. I mean, she's done all of this. The least they could do, in my opinion, was, you know, interview her or bring her up on stage or just give her some more recognition. And then you have a whole half an hour dedicated to the England football team that didn't think hmm. at all. They just got through to the quarter-final. So, ever since, I've not watched sports personality. But I do watch, enjoy watching uh, George. Well, uh,
0: well, I think it's going to be... I think it's very similar, and it could be Emma or Raducanu after that. <laughs> yesterday, I don't
1: know. If... Oh, yeah, no doubt. Like, that was just... That was... While we were at a birthday party, we were still watching it. And um, it was just... Yeah. I mean, she's not... She didn't even lose a set. I mean I saw something um today and it was Nike I and mean, Nike always advertised and it kinda of took me back to Leona Maguire in the Solheim and it was um just a little caption with um Emma and uh, the US Open Trophy and it was like arrive unknown, leave unforgettable. I was like I absolutely love that, that was incredible. And she pulled out of Wim like, you know, pulled out of Wimbledon. I remember Pierce Morgan giving her so much crap and for it and oh, just ball bug. Yeah, don't get me started on him. And then she's now US champion at 18. I mean, both of them were incredible. Even the Canadian, I mean, uh, the speech they've done that, that she did, I mean, just saying, you know, it's a hard time for New York and the US, and she only hopes she has the same resilience as they have. I mean, it was just both of them just mature beyond their years and just absolute class act. D- did you know she can also play golf as
0: well?
1: I have heard wow. this. Someone mentioned this today. Yeah, multi-talented. Well, it's the hand-eye coordination, you know. I think she's got it yeah. in
0: her. I mean, what can't she do then?
1: Well, <laughs> uh, we're yet to see, but at the moment, she seems to be everyone's radar and I know uh, she's all over social media. I think everyone's on a on a hype from it, and yeah, it'd be great to see what she does in the future. I think she, she's going to do great things for the game.
0: Uh, I'm so, sorry I just had to I just had to kind of quickly uh, interrupt there to say you said uh, I'm I'm intrigued you're uh, a December when in December
1: Uh, I was meant to be born on Christmas day but I came nine days early so I'm the 16th of December
0: oh my god what you you're 94 as well
1: why no, don't is this where you tell me your birthday is the exact same
0: no no it's very 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 near that
1: yeah 94 baby 16th of december uh, oh
0: my god <laughs> i'm I'm only three days older
1: yeah my fr- growing up in school so my one of my best friends is the 13th my other friends the 15th and then my other friends is the 19th and then i'm like third in line on the 16th so it's always a crazy December. That is mad. No, yeah, i never Sagittarius. I don't really believe in star signs, but apparently yeah. I emulate it quite well. But yeah, I don't really know. But yeah, December baby.
0: Oh my God, I'm only three days older. I think that's pretty mental.
1: <laughs>
0: no, Unless you're intrigued. now going to tell like me you're presented. born at
1: like 4:36 in the morning, that would be quite scary. <laughs>
0: I don't know. I don't know. But <laughs> no, I, I was I, I was just intrigued. Uh, I was like, wow, oh, three days. Wow, that's mental. But uh, yeah, no, sorry. I just I, I was just intrigued just because you said you were December. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> Could it be? Uh, well,
1: the Scottish yeah, accent. Yeah, I don't think we. we, we you don't got anything to worry about. <laughs>
0: Uh, I mean, there's worse accents
1: out there. Very true, very
0: true. Including including the Birmingham one. No offence, no offence Jamie Broadhurst.
1: I don't think I have that a thick of Birmingham accent. When people are like, where are you from? Like Sully Hall, it's just on the outside of Birmingham. And they're like, oh, Birmingham, why do not you have a Birmingham accent? I'm like, oh, sorry. Oh, oh. I don't think yeah, it's that... Could could be worse. I think some people like yeah. Dudley and they've got a very thick twang to their accent.
0: Yeah, my yeah, my co-host is like, whoa, Jesus, yeah, it's great to listen to, but I I I you're lucky I like you at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh, it's it's just I don't know something about the accent. It's it's very 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 annoying no offense
1: the Birmingham accent I don't know I'm around it too much so it, like it doesn't really it doesn't really bother me I mean now and again I'm like wow that is a thick Birmingham accent it's when people usually say what they're like what 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 like, so, yeah there's no h in there <laughs> no it's just uh
0: no it's it's just a personal annoyance that's all um and just just the last kind of question. I was just it was just just an interested really. It's just obviously out with the out with the obviously playing golf and the social aspect of that. What what's the kind of what what's what's your kind of ideal kind of day in the life of gear? Oh, the ideal kind of day
1: this on a working day or just a weekend.
0: Or just just any given day, like out take take golf and so, social events and all that stuff out of it. what's what 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 what's your ideal type of day?
1: Like, wake up, try not to go on like you know, look at your phone first thing. I try and give it like 15 minutes. Um, do I've got a book and it's like the five minute journal. I really recommend it. And it's um like one of them is you know th- things that you're grateful for on the day. Um. Then it's uh, later on you fill in like what are the three best things that's happened on this day and um, then at the beginning of the week it changes like you know three habits that you want to adapt whether it's drinking water for seven days or I don't know going for the gym then do I do like a 10 minutes of just meditation Probably then go into the shower, do my face, do my teeth, then I'll probably check my phone. I need a coffee, like God to help anyone talking to me without coffee. I am not a morning person. Like I need. A I don't co- mind. I don't mind.
0: Don't worry about it. <laughs>
1: yeah, need a coffee if not, like very snappy, very snappy. Um, yeah, go to work. I'm
0: like that, but with tea. I'm like that, with, but with tea instead of coffee. I don't like coffee, so no, I'm not tea to- is.
1: Herbal tea, yeah, but no, need, need a coffee. Uh, Yeah, I go to work, I finish work, then or sometimes I go to the gym before work or after work, Uh, body pump or Pilates, or if there's no classes, I'll just plug my headphones in, I do do my own session. And then, yeah, I le- always try and read uh 10 pages of a book. That's, like, the best thing someone said to me, they're, like, always try and read 10 pages of a book a day, just to, like, always, like, educate yourself, feed your mind. And it always turns out that I'll end up reading more than ten pages. So I actually have, like, over in the last few years or so, become quite an avid reader and get through a good, you know, amount of books. And it just also makes you sleep so much better. I think the last thing I remember doing was always like you're on your iPad, you watching it on Netflix, you're on your phone, you've got bright light in your face, and then you're trying to fall asleep. You don't actually switch off as fast. Whereas if you're reading, I've just realised that my sleep pattern is just so much better from it.
0: No, like no, like just sitting sitting down, uh, watching whatever on Netflix. None of that stuff.
1: Yeah, don't get me wrong. I do like have some. I'm not a massive like TV lover, but I watch some American shows. But I have to watch them during American time. Like I can't then wait another year or a couple of months before they come out on uh on um you know TV. Like I watch the it's gonna, love Million Dollar Listing, The Bachelorette like very like are you the ones quite good which is now on netflix netflix do have some good shows i'm currently watching the 9-11 documentary this was prior to the 9-11 happening anyway that's quite interesting love rosie i mean i loved power when power was out in suits like absolutely thoroughly enjoyed that and then yeah i think after this is over i'm going to catch up on vigil that's my new one on the bbc oh i've uh,
0: I've, i'm actually three episodes in on it it's
1: quite good yeah the fourth one's tonight so quite enjoying that but yeah I do switch off and watch some of those and that's yeah I think oh and I'll tell you the worst thing during lockdown that someone's got me into I watched Married at First Sight Australia that was, <laughs>
0: yeah. oh man I know it's like I'm, ultimate tra- trash TV but it's so it's so bad but so good isn't
1: it it's just so good I mean there was one line like it just sticks with me and it was like um there's a woman called So Allen." Somebody had been going between the husbands, you know, trying to, even though they're married, like between two different guys. And during the yeah. um, sit down process, she was like, Jess, your legs are like the 7 seven they They're open for business 24 hours a day. And I was just, I remember just like nearly spitting out my drink. I was just laughing so hard.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Um, yeah, it's like ultimate trash TV, to be honest. It's so bad, but so good at the same time.
1: Yeah. And I love first dates. I have to admit, like I'm, I absolutely love. It. I love Fred. I love first dates. And when um Gordon, Fred, and Gino get together on their road trip, like I look forward to their. Oh, uh, little...
0: that's going. great! That's great. Love it.
1: Yeah, and I do love a good cooking show, MasterChef and um, Great British Menu. Like I love cooking, and I love. I'm such a foodie, so I love watching cooking shows. Ooh, that's
0: that's an interesting. Point you've just made. Well, what's the uh, what's your what's your go to what what's your go to thing that you love to cook then?
1: What oh well, part Italian. So do you do good Italian dishes? I made for the first time ever I tried a souffle during lockdown. They are so freaking hard. Like no, like they weren't kidding when they're on TV. Like they are so <laughs> hard to do. Like they literally sink or rise, and then even just opening the door, you can't even open it to check on it. If you open to check on it like you could that's it it's ruined like you've just got to have faith trust and hope that it took me like I'm gonna say like 22 attempts it really took me like a long time <laughs> I'm not gonna lie um good, g- good on a barbecue I mean every time I go to a barbecue I'm always the one that's like gear gear and there I am finding myself on the barbecue and end up kicking front anyone um yeah I'm not really a dessert person don't really do dessert i have like one cake that i do when people are like i need a cake for a cake sale there's like a go-to cake that i do and then that's about it but yeah i love pasta. love fish what's that so it's everyone was doing banana cakes during lockdown and then my friend did one um with like a chocolate chip in i was like oh that looks good so i did so it's banana cake with cho- dark chocolate chips in and then it's rice crispies in it as well mixed together and then afterwards, it's Nutella on top and hundreds and thousands. I'm telling you, it's it's something else. It doesn't look. I don't make it look aesthetically pleasing because I go a bit too heavy on the hundreds and thousands, and it goes willy nilly and everywhere and flies off the plate. But it tastes fricking incredible. But the only downside is like I have to give it away to my neighbours or friends because if it's sitting there in front of me, like. I'll eat a lot of it and I'll probably be like yeah then I'll be doing like a special cake trying to get into the jeans like jumping up and down trying to get my jeans on but it is good
0: (laughs) no that sounds good it does um uh I I just say I did say about 10 minutes ago a few questions I do we've kind of flew off the candle here
1: yeah going on going on to cakes now
0: (laughs) you're making me hungry gear come on
1: yeah, it's ten o'clock. Have have a herbal tea and watch Vigil. You'll be all right.
0: Um, yeah, well, I guess just the last question. Um, well, you, you say obviously on the golf course you like to put in your headphones. I guess, I guess the um, the all important question is what type of what type of music you into? There?
1: Oh, I knew as soon as you brought up that I was like, if you if you're gonna ask me this, oh, this is probably gonna shock so many people. I love country western music. <laughs> You probably were not expecting that at all.
0: Yeah, no, 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 no. I was I wasn't expecting that. I thought you were gonna say, oh no, it's gonna be something in the charts or some shit like that. Yeah, you thought like Justin Bieber or
1: something. No, like I love Country Western music. So like Luke Combs I absolutely adore. Um yeah, just Brett Young I absolutely love. And at the moment there's a song by Clinton Kane, he's not really that well heard of. But it was on, so I heard it before and then it was on the uh, on the radio. Then it was on TikTok. That's been another downfall during lockdown. You go on TikTok, you're there scrolling for half an hour. But to be fair, a lot of songs have come out of it. Like Mimi Webb's really good. But Clinton Kane's got one called, like, I'm um, Guess I'm In Love. And like, that is going to be, I think, like the wedding song when it was, you know, um... All of me with um, John Legend. I think this is going to be like the It wedding song as well. But yeah, I love country music. I'm listening to country music, but I like Nat King Cole, like old school Marvin Gaye, Etta James. You know, I've got quite an eclectic taste of music, and then it can also go to like T Pain and uh, Sean, <laughs> going back to Sean Kingston or a bit of Kevin Little. Turn me on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then back to I don't know, fucking you go out of nowhere like AB or some shit like that.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, You ju- I just never, if you put my music on like a shuffle, you just, w- you wouldn't have a clue what was coming on.
0: <laughs> no, fair enough, fair enough. I, I think uh, everybody has their own taste of music and stuff, eh? so nothing you can do about that, really.
1: Yeah, it's just a shame because nobody Country Western comes over here. I went to go and see Luke Holmes, I was looking in London, he came over and the tickets were like £250, I was like, blem heck, it's a bit pricey.
0: Just a wee bit.
1: Yeah, sorry. No, it's a bit of a mix. Uh,
0: right. So yeah, I, I think uh, yeah, I think that's enough chat because we could we could be here for like another twenty five minutes going off topic even more. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm gonna doing. I'm gonna go get a a drink and I think chill out and uh, find out who killed who on Vigil. Um,
0: no spoilers, please.
1: <laughs> You're up to you'll be up to the same episode anyway. Uh,
0: but I might not watch it tonight, though. I might watch it tomorrow. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Uh, just to just j- just to quickly say on record, uh, wh- wh- where can we find you on um, Twitter if if anybody? female or male whatever what that listens wanted to give you a follow or whatever
1: so yeah it's just my full name which is uh gear and that's my Twitter handle so it's just gia and then Rhodes is in the greek island and yeah and that's it
0: oh that's fabulous and um yeah so it's so Gia, it's uh it's been an absolute pleasure um it's um it's been surprisingly longer than what I expected it would be so yeah it's it's been it's been really good to speak so thanks for coming on
1: thanks for having me
0: um and um yeah um I'll leave you to it now because uh, as i say we, we, the way it's going I'll end up going even more off topic so yeah. Uh, thanks for coming on and um yeah all the best and stuff like that for uh, especially we are go game and that hopefully it keeps improving and improving and um well never say never in t- in terms of a a ladies european tour start yeah <laughs> yeah
1: maybe maybe in the next lifetime <laughs>
0: Right. anyway anyway as i say it's been a pleasure and um Thanks for coming on and all the best.
1: Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye.
0: See you later. Bye.